blessed and blushed to be sitting here with you Sylvia Montello (laughs) (laughs) last year I was your fan and now and then after talking I feel like we're I've almost got a friend (laughs) yeah absolutely and it's such a pleasure thank you so much for having me yeah no absolute pleasure Um, so we're all really curious to hear well we know that you've moved from one association to the other quite quickly CEO of both could you tell us a bit about both of them and, and the jump within a year? Tell, yeah, it was exciting. Yeah, yeah, really exciting and unexpected as well. The jump was unexpected. Um, I mean, this time last year, I was at IMS. Uh, I'd been in the Association for Electronic Music role for four weeks, yeah. and I was delivering keynotes to <laughs> the global dance community, and it, it was really, really exciting. And, you know, dance and electronic music is my massive passion. So it's just like, this is amazing. Love working with the all parts of dance and electronic music sector. So every single vertical from labels to managers to live to promoters, digital platforms, the whole shebang globally. Um, and, yeah, it was amazing. Absolutely love it. Love the team. Still love the team. Miss them terribly. Um, And, you know, somebody was saying to me earlier, opportunities don't necessarily come at the right moment. And the opportunity with the AIM job came when I'd been like six or seven months into the AFM role. And I was like, oh, my God, that job comes up like once in a lifetime. Yeah. And I was really interested, and I'm like, oh my God, but it's such a bad time, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, they approached me because they were interested in putting me on a shortlist. And I thought, I've got nothing to lose. I've got a great job. If I don't get this job, I've still got a great job. Um, And then I got it. And it was just like, oh my God, I'm moving to something (laughs) else so quickly. This is like really weird, but really positive because. AIM is, you know, Association of Independent Music in the UK, working with independent labels and independent artists across all of the genres. Um, but it's never been that strong on dance and electronic music, mm. so I've got a lot to bring there. Um, and it feels like, you know, being able to do a lot of good for the independent sector and really support the future of, of where independence is going, self-releasing artists, small labels, entrepreneurs... Yeah, really, really happy. But, yeah, the timing was not something that I would have anticipated. It's, it's almost a, a naughty, classic music biz poaching thing. I mean, like, AIM are probably wonderful. AIM are wonderful, so it's not that. But you see that happening with artists quite a lot, with, like, managers coming up and being like, ooh, but we can look after you. And it's kind of... It does happen in the music biz quite a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it certainly does. Um, and, you know, I, I wasn't expecting it. Um, but, you know, you, do, you don't turn down opportunities like that that, that come your way. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really committed to doing the best that I can to support our community. What's amazing about AIM is it's kind of like, and this move for you, it, it kind of reflects the times that we're in. We talk 
in the climate movement of decentralization a lot. And this is really where we need to go from energy systems, water systems. We need to be kind of self-sustained in a very localized area. So you being able to now um, look after independent labels is a kind of decentralized approach to the music industry, isn't it? Mm. Uh, yeah, especially, you know, the, the growth of independent self-releasing artists. Um, it's, you know, it's changed the music industry model in a really democratic and positive way because lots of people are now carving their own path and they, you know, the barriers to entry to get their music delivered are now so much lower. It's democratised music and it means that anybody, whatever they look like, whatever their gender, whatever their background... That there aren't those barriers to having to be signed by a label in order for people to hear your music, and I think that's a really, really positive thing. Um, and it just it broadens a community of people that really care about music. Um, and obviously, what we would also like is for them to care about the climate mm. and for us to be a part of a positive change for that. Feels like justice is the right word to use, almost within AIM, which is great. Um, so, yeah, bringing up climate, thank you, because we are Earth Percent and, you know, that's what we do. And I know that you champion us a lot and, and we're really, really grateful for that. But um, because you have the um, vis visualization of the whole music industry, you know, you're working, as you say, with the labels, with the artists, with the managers. Like, is there are there spaces within there that you can see lots of good change happening within the climate um, space? And are there huge gaps that you can... I mean, it, it's, 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 I guess, essentially a mapping exercise, but just from what you've seen, are there places that um, are doing well and are being progressive and other places that, that have a bit of a movement to make? Um, yeah, I mean, there is a lot of positive movement going on within the indie space. Um, you know, so labels like Ninja Tune have been... Woo! absolute trailblazers and they're so committed and so passionate and when we did our um, aim connected conference in march we had a keynote for sustainability and uh, we managed to get pete quick from ninja tune and matt black from cold cart and it was one of those tipping point moments where you know in the past a sort of sustainability or climate panel at a conference you'd have like you know a quarter of the room full I walked into the room and it was full. It was the the well the the best attended panel of the whole day, and it made me really really proud because yeah. it's like okay, the shift has started to happen. People are interested and they're taking it seriously, um, and you know there is there's such a commitment now and such an understanding that we all have to be part of a solution and work together. Where I think the gaps are is um, there is still, I think, artists in particular that are worried about not being perfect and being seen to be hypocritical because, you know, if they do something positive, somebody on social media will say, ah, oh, but you still take flights or you still drive a car or X, Y, Z. And what we want to try and help people understand is don't let, perfect get in the way of progress if you're committed talk about it because then your audience will learn more 
don't worry about the detractors. There are always going to be a few people that want to tear down what you're doing positively, but there will be so many more people that you can help to get a genuine understanding about how they can make individual differences as well. Um, and I think that's, yeah, it's like a, a confidence gap where we need to empower people to not feel like they can't say anything for fear of being torn down. Um, and also giving a lot of resources so that they kind of understand some small changes that they can make. Because, you know, coming out of COVID in particular, um, a lot of businesses are still struggling financially. And so they're coming up against a sort of commercial barrier of we can't afford to be greener, we can't afford to make those changes. And we are there to kind of say, but it doesn't have to cost you a lot actually but we need to give them the evidence and we need to give them the guidelines of what they can do differently in a way that they can incorporate into their business and again it's all just putting step by step by step in place you don't have to be perfect from the get-go mm -hmm. i love that you brought up ninja tune and peter quick he was um out there championing the music declares no music on a dead planet and earth percent um area of the extinction rebellion protest last last week with a huge smile on his face. And again, it's like, this can be fun. It doesn't have to be a whole nightmare of a sad moment. We can go out and celebrate together with Ninja Tune, with Matt Black and like, you know, dancing to tunes. There was a whole rave revolution where they were at Extinction Rebellion. We had so many different evenings out um, around those protests. It was one of my best weekends in London. I went to see a Max Richter gig for the in the Ecology Pavilion only for the kind of local EastEnders that he like put on for Earth Day. This is a cool thing, like caring about the climate, you know? And it's, it's, it's about making people realize that it doesn't have to be crap. But um, the, yeah, the, the, the part that I am interested in here is like, social media keeps coming up as being the biggest barrier. I've got a really good friend here, Chabeli, who's an amazing indigenous DJ from the Amazon, like, like has amazing songs and realized that being on social media was holding her back from her, her artistic process. It, and, and people are expecting so much from her profile that actually the music isn't coming through her anymore. Is there a way that we can go from actually just switching social media off and still being championed by labels and like promoted even more by the labels but 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 not based on your profile on socials like do you see there being a space for that i i really hope so because um what what it feels like the music industry has done is jump from one set of data and numbers totally. to another set of data and numbers so you know first it was YouTube and you know people were A&Ring by looking at how many followers and how many views people had on YouTube and you know and then it's like oh how many Spotify listeners have got and now it's like what's your Instagram following like how much content are you putting out there what's the engagement and the you know the pressure on creative people being judged by numbers totally. and some of those num numbers can be gamed we all know that as well you know you yeah. can you can bump up your instagram following if you really want to but if that doesn't actually translate to fandom and people actually caring about your music then you're just putting energy into something for nothing um and you know the, the pressure of people to not only create loads of content on social media but then have to deal with the fallout when something happens or you know they somebody somewhere will 
slag them off trolls. about something. The trolls. The scary trolls. The scary <laughs> trolls. The people that, that come out of the woodwork with those views that just, they just seem to exist to make people feel bad about yeah. what they're doing rather than celebrate. Um, I think there is space for people to pull back from it mm. um, and find other ways of connecting with a genuine audience in a much more positive way rather than putting your message out there to everybody and then the trolls kind of popping up doing what they do. Um, and for mental health purposes as well, a lot of people now are pulling back from social media because they've just found it toxic, yeah. um, which is a shame because it can also be amazing. Right. But yeah, I think we, we haven't got the balance right at the moment and especially developing artists really feel that pressure of having to deliver different types of content mm. for the different platforms. Mm. It's not like you can just do one thing and it goes everywhere. It's like, oh no, you've got to do this for Insta and you've got to do that for Snap and you've got to blah, 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 blah. It's like, they just want to create music, yeah. right? They want to be out in nature, rolling around and like channeling it. It's like, it's a, yeah. yeah it's they don't want to be sat thing. behind their laptop 24-7 thinking, okay, I'm trying to write a tune, but oh my God, I haven't posted a selfie about, yeah. you know, every five minutes. It's just, yeah, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was a beautiful question that came up to you earlier on and I would like to um, pose it again. Thank you, Alice, Adi, for that one. Um, you love music so much. It's, we can tell that you're so passionate about it. Um, where did it come from and, and, and what brought you to this position that you're in today? Um, I mean, my, my dad was really into music. Um, he was a musical person that never had an opportunity to learn an instrument or be musical, but it was in him and in his DNA, and I think he's passed it into my DNA. And from when I was very little... I, you know, I was able to kind of like make a tune on the piano and kind of work things out. It was just kind of there and dad spotted that and he was really proud and really encouraged me to do that. So I started learning instruments and by the time I was 12 and 13, when people were going, oh, what are you going to do with your life? Oh, be a lawyer, do something that's going to earn you lots of money. I'm like, no, I'm going to do music. But there's not a career in music. What are you going to do? And I, I don't know, but I'm going to do music because it's the only thing that's going to get me out of bed in the morning it's the only thing that I care about enough to make a career out of it um, so I studied music and then I went and worked in a record shop and uh, everything just kind of flowed from Flow there state. Yeah. big up supportive dads that's just <laughs> right. so great like amazing and it's really funny this stigma that music has I was with an old boyfriend walking in my small village in Scotland and someone said to him, oh, what do you do? And he said, I'm a musician. And my, one of my mum's friends was like, oh, get a real job. And I was like, that's so classic. It's just, you know. Honestly, and um, when, I got, when I got this job at AIM, um, I was interviewed by Music Week. Um, which is just like, oh my God, you know, this is, this is, this is mad. Yeah. Um, and they sent me a, I said, can I have a physical copy of the magazine? Because I want to show it to my mum. Yeah. Um, and now she's she's got this magazine open at the page of my interview oh. and the and the picture on it and anyone that comes round she's like have a look at my daughter what she's doing in music she doesn't understand what i do in yeah, music yeah. i don't think they've ever understood like what is a career in music i try and explain it and it's just like but it doesn't matter they're proud of the fact that i'm doing something that i'm passionate about and hopefully giving back 
to everyone else that's passionate about music and just helping to kind of support people in that because it's so important to us mentally, so important for community, for spirit. So, um, yeah, it's yeah, it's an honour. We are so happy that it's you that is the CEO of AIM, talking about values, talking about spirits, talking about, you know, the, the things that actually count in this time. And we were just on a panel earlier saying, like, how do we shake the music industry up to actually understand that knowing what our values are is, it's like the, the thing that needs to come first and foremost so that we can make change. So it's blooming great that you as the CEO know, knows your own values and knows how to pass that into a, a, a game-changing it, company. It's, it's so important. I, you know, I heard you talking about values earlier and, um, you know, I've worked, in, I've worked in roles in music where I was doing quite well but I was stressed and anxious and I couldn't quite work out, like, what's wrong? And then I realised that my values were about transparency and kindness and Ooh. honesty and I was in an environment where those things weren't treasured and actually I had to act in a way that was against how I felt I should be as a human being and I don't want a difference between how I am as a human being and how I am as a music industry person and that disconnect caused me a lot of pain and when I realized that it's like okay so now I'm going to follow the things that align with my values so that I can sleep at night and I don't have any kind of guilt about I've treated somebody badly or I've done a bad deal or I've you know I've I've done something that just doesn't chime with me as a person and when you get to that point when you're lucky enough to be in that zone then it's like okay I found my purpose and I want to kind of spread positive values to other people and encourage that in anyone that I work anyone that I work with um, and people really appreciate that they, they appreciate you being a human being whether you're a CEO or, or the person that works in a post room or whatever else you know everyone is the same and everyone has to be respected and respectful and just be kind That's just, it's all about being kind I wish everyone was like you <laughs> totally warm heart warmed um would you like to talk to us a little bit about what is happening at AIM? What we, I mean, I'm sure next year we're going to have another chat and I hope to meet you again in between in London, I'm sure. But like, what can we expect coming up this year? Um, and how can we see the kind of your, your values spread through the, the, the company and then beyond into the music industry? It's a kind of first question. And then the second question that's attached to it is like, we're here at the IMS, which is essentially like, you know, we're talking about future visioning we're talking about game-changing things we've got people with huge amounts of power within change making here what's going on like how do we shake it up how do we get them to to get these values realigned and then that will just easily flow into making change climatically i think what we can do is help the the music industry of the past to understand what the music industry of the present needs to look like um, in terms of how people working within it want to be treated and what they want to do and what they're passionate about and understanding you know people's beliefs whether that's employees whether it's artists anybody in the sector because people's expectations and needs and vision have changed in a positive way um, we also need to help the industry understand that 
the, you know, the, the younger demographic coming through really do care about climate. They care about the future. They, they, they are invested in that because we have no choice and we have to help them to build the future that they can thrive in. And I think the industry sometimes has kind of thought, you know, we can't afford to be greener, we can't afford X, Y, Z, but we have no choice. And actually people, fans, consumers, people working in the industry, artists, they, they are all now asking for something to change in a positive way and to be taken seriously. It's not just like a little conversation to be had over here somewhere in the corner. It has to be front and centre. Um, you know, I was talking to... It was Matt Black, actually, after the sustainability panel, and, you know, I said, we've all got to care about it because, after all, if there's no planet, there's no party, mm. right? You know, we can carry on trying to build our businesses blithely blinkered, um, you know, all about money and blah, 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 if in 20 years' time this place is all burning, we've got no business and we've got no humankind anymore. So that's, you know, it, it's really important to me. Mm. It has been since, oh, I don't know, ever since I can remember. I joined Greenpeace when I was 17 and have been a supporter ever since. And it's just built and built from there. Um, I think the other things around values as well is, is genuine equity, diversity and inclusion not just tick box exercise it's you know that the industry still has to become more gender inclusive more ethnicity inclusive um sexuality socioeconomic background there is still you know there's been a decline of that sort of diversity and equality and we need to be readdressing that um, and especially in our sector with self-releasing artists, you know, now everyone can have a voice and we really need to tap into that mm. and kind of, you know, forget the old structures that worked brilliantly for however many decades for people making lots of money. It's a paradigm shift now. It's about people's values and it's about looking at the future and making sure that it's a healthy one for the humans and it's a healthy one for the planet. Mm, mm. This party kind of point keeps coming up that we all like, we like to be free and we like to shake and we like to, I mean, love to dance and like, yeah, but, it, but with the anxiety, I think they call it solastalgia, do you know, the word like when you're feeling like... N uncomfortable or nervous about the fact that your home environment isn't um, safe anymore. And um, it is that way. Like, people are escaping here with the, with the drugs and with the other bits because it's just a petrifying world to, like, think of. But on the point of diversity, she said so, didn't partner with IMS this year because of the Beatport link and the lack of diversity. Um, yet we're here because we know that this is a real big melting pot of a place to be at, to make change, to help talk about these things. And it's important not to just completely, you know, these kind of polarizations of boycotting is it, it, they don't work. We need to find a way to bridge and have a narrative. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. At the end of the day, you can't make positive change or be part of positive change if you're sitting around the corner throwing stones, right? right? If something's not right, you have to engage with it and help the change happen. I firmly believe that, and we need to collaborate more. So, you know, just kind of the, the cancel culture style thing isn't helpful, 
I don't think. But I think that's, what is it called? The overturn range, the Extinction Rebellion actually talk about a lot. And like, it's not even the Extinction Rebellion, they stole it from a scientist, but it's the, it's the, 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 the range between like extremists on both sides and how actually we do need extreme to push the boundaries to get us to where we want to go. We do need people also calling things out, whilst also actually we need what we actually need is big communications and change making and maybe like going forward this year you yourself earth percent and if you are tom who was um tom schroeder um who manages many 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 artists like coming together to say to ims who are also open to it like wait a minute we're talking about values we're talking about climate change we're talking about helping artists story tell about the climate this isn't in a corner. This is like big news. This is the most important thing right now. Like, how do we get on the main stage? And how do we, how are we supported by them to really like, to make the change? And like, you know, tonight, Dolph Vita, everybody's pure buzzing about it. I'm taking my Glasgow out. Everyone's really excited about going there. What, was there a tiny two minutes of space to like use that platform for values, for the good, for the world? Like, come on, we are not, we need to, we need to be forward thinking, we need to be present thinking, we need to not be in our past. So what is it we can do as a collective who care to make change? Well, I mean, you, you've raised a really good point um, and it is about communication and, you know, talking to IMS and saying, okay, how can you help us to have more of a platform? They, they are receptive to it. Not, not every cohort in the music industry is going to be receptive to that sort of change, but they genuinely take it on board. Um, I know, you know, from last year, which is the first time I came, that, you know, even things like giving people discounts if they came here sustainably. So if they didn't fly, but they took a train and then a, a, a boat or just something that was kinder on the planet, that they were thinking about that. They're thinking about diversity and putting a lot of effort into actual, you know, values and humanity. I genuinely believe that they can be part of a change. Um, and so we can tap into that. Literally, let's have a conversation. Yeah. Let's have a conversation <laughs> with, with Ben. And it's like, okay, here's the stuff that yeah. you can be doing to really help. Yeah. And I don't think there's going to be a pushback. If, they, if they're able to do it, I think they will help. And then even on that point, I mean, this is already going into brainstorming, but then how do we bring the politicians from Ibiza and from the island into these kind of conversations so that there's even bigger change making. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Um, I think there are, there are a number of countries where you would be able to engage politicians in genuine change. I can't speak for Ibiza. I'm not entirely convinced. I'll try. We'll try. <laughs> you Can tr we say we'll try? Absolutely. Okay, I mean, we cool. all have to try, um, but you manage your expectations yeah, and yeah, maybe yeah. it's just kind of slowly, 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 because, you know, this is an environment generally which has been predicated on making a lot of money out of party people. And there's nothing wrong with partying. There's nothing wrong with being in a beautiful aisle, but the commerce is still top of mind all the time and that's the bit that needs to now change it's like you have to get with the program um, so having those conversations but giving really clear asks about what that change could look like making it simple 
uh, so people don't get confused or they don't know where to start. So I think good luck with Ibiza, and I really hope that you manage. Well, no, you're there. with us. Oh, well, <laughs> I, you know, I'll, I'll do I'll do whatever I can. I mean, right. we're working quite a lot with uh, with government um, in the UK about policy and change making, um, and you know, you know that when you've got that platform it's a route in to actually make something positive happen. So you have to just keep banging the door and banging the door until eventually it opens a little bit, get the foot in, open it a little bit more. Incremental steps. I want to say fighting the good fight, but it's more like partying the good party or something. (laughs) Um, You've been amazing. Thank you for change making and being a change maker. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. It's the reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. It's the reset rebel. Coming to you every day.